Hey everyone, and welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm your host, Dan. If it's your first time, welcome. If it isn't, welcome back. I'm uh, happy that you're here regardless. And um, I want to say thank you again for, for everybody that has been supporting us. I do challenge you to subscribe to our website or subscribe to us on your favorite platform and continue to give us feedback. It's really awesome and helpful to know, uh, you know, if this is blessing you in any kind of way. And we'd love to hear your story and maybe even have you on the show. So once again, welcome. Today, we're going to speak a little German. When I say a little German, like one word of German, right? (laughs) There's a word... um, that we're going to go over. And this word is very interesting because there is not a word that exists in English, or American English at least. So today's episode is called Vorfreude. That is a mouthful for me. I probably didn't pronounce that correctly, but let's jump right into it. Has there ever been a time where you were so excited about something, like maybe an event, That it basically lived in your brain every day up until that day came. It's almost like that moment that you're waiting for is so close, but it's so far. Even if it was like the next day, right? I remember when we used to take field trips in school. I would literally not sleep the night before, right? I would have like the outfit picked out. Oh, this is going to be perfect when we go tomorrow on a bus for an hour and then learn about pilgrims, you know, Native Americans or something. And I had like the whole outfit picked out. I was, I knew who I was going to sit next to on the bus, all that fun stuff, right? And I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. It was this excitement, this extreme excitement of anticipating a day that I knew was going to be fun, right? It was, it was different. And I knew it was coming this brand new morning, right? Of, not having to really go to school. I mean, you went to school, but you checked in, you jumped on a bus, and then you went, right? Instead of sitting in classes all day, you get to be hands-on, touch some stuff, you know, and like learn about some cool things and talk to some new people. And lunch wasn't this weird meal, <laughs> you know, really early in the day for some reason. I don't know, educational people, tell me why lunches were so early and then it was like, chocolate milk and pizza and like hamburgers. I don't, it's weird to me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I actually loved it. But still, usually I had like a bag lunch. It was just totally different. It's totally different. So exciting. And I just, in anticipation, I, I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't wait. And believe it or not, there is a word for this kind of, kind of. A pastor of ours once said that Understanding the context of the Bible sometimes is difficult, especially when you're only reading it in English, because English sometimes lacks the full meaning behind words. Again, no offense to English, that's all I really speak, and that's what I grew up with, Uh, but you don't get that same emotional tie to a word. So for instance, I could love watching a show or a movie. But I also love my wife, right? There are two different, deeper meanings behind the word love in that example. There's even a difference between the way that I love my son and the way that I love my wife. You know, there are certain quote-unquote levels of love where I may choose to die on a hill for a certain type of love. 
So that all in mind, it's it's always great to understand some of the original versions of texts from the scriptures, from the Bible, in Aramaic, Hebrew, or Greek. And the same goes for this extreme joyful anticipation, which we actually don't have a really good word for. We don't have a single word for. I had to just explain it as extreme joyful anticipation. But German does have the word Vorfreude. Again, I butchered the word. I'm 100% sure I did. But this word means just that. And thank you, German people, for making up this word or coming up with this word because it is an awesome word that really ties back to emotion. When we read the Bible and we hear about the prophets and the God followers that were told of this coming Messiah, he's coming, he's totally going to change the world. They were so ecstatic that they had to tell all through writing and or prophesying to crowds of people. And people, they knew thousands of years later, maybe not knew that thousands of years later, but knew that in the future, they would be reading about this Messiah and would be falling in deep love with the same Messiah. They were so excited. The wait for this Messiah lasted hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Like, If you think back before Jesus, those books that were written prior to the Messiah coming were over a span of thousands of years. Thousands. These books were not written, you know, in like two years or something. Thousands of years before the Messiah came, Jesus the Christ. They were so excited, so excited when it finally came came, when that star was shining bright over Bethlehem, Matthew chapter 2, verse 10. And we can't help but try to understand what it was like at that time for these people who patiently waited, these disciples of God, to see their beloved God in the flesh. We can't really understand it, but they prepared their hearts for that very moment. And they wondered with curiosity and amazement. And then the whole situation, right? With with the crucifixion, where Jesus actually died on a hill for love. uh, Love of creation, love of us. But there was that whole crucifixion situation where, is Jesus real? Is he the actual Messiah we've been waiting for? And there there was worry. There was fear. But at the same time, the ones that were maybe, you know, like, I, I know this in my heart to be true, had that Vorfreude, right? That hope of anticipation of Jesus coming back on the third day, as he promised, because he's held all of his promises thus far. So another form of Vorfreude. But parallel to us today, we await Jesus to come back to fully reveal all things and transform the world to the new created Jerusalem. No more pain, no more suffering, no more crying, no more sadness. Especially in a world right now where there's a lot of that. Too much of that, if you ask me. And I have to laugh when I think about the analogy that was said at the beginning, right? That the Holy Spirit reminded me of when I was a kid. 
about field trips and just days in general nowadays that I, I can't wait for, right? My wedding day, when, when that happened, I was so excited for that too. I had my outfit picked out. I was ready. I was ready. Are you ready for when Jesus comes back? If you do give your life up to Jesus Christ today, then you are ready, right? Get to know him really, really, really well because he wants to get to know you really, really, really well. And that's the hope, right? That's the hope for that new morning, that new day, that new Jerusalem, no pain and all happiness and joy and spending all of our time with our God, our creator, the one that created it all. Whatever questions you want to bring to the table, whatever else you want to bring to the table, it's all there. You will get that. And that hope is awesome. It's awesome. So with that, I'm going to leave you with a couple of verses to meditate on. Don't worry about having a pen and paper. If you have one, great. But if you don't, these are in the description, as well as on our website, HolySpiritSoapbox.com. Again, please subscribe. Please spread the word of Holy Spirit Soapbox so that we can continue to spread the word of our one true God. Okay, here are your verses. Psalm 130, verse 5. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17, Titus chapter 2, verse 13, and Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And then finally, I have three questions for you to dig deeper into our relationship with God. So question number one is, knowing that Jesus has promised to come back and create a new Jerusalem, how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel to know That if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be in heaven with him for all eternity. Question two. What would your reaction be to finally receiving something you've been waiting for? Do you feel that reaction? What do you think it'll be like when you finally see Jesus? And then lastly, what are some ways you could wait on the Lord? The Bible consistently says that there are things that we can do to continue getting closer to God and to also participate with Him. So what are some ways you could wait on the Lord? Thank you again for joining in. I want you to know that you are a huge blessing. Not just to me, not just to my wife, but to everybody on this planet and also to God and never forget that. So I would love to pray over you right now. If you can bow your head, please do. If you physically cannot, no worries at all. Let's just talk to God. Lord, we wait in anticipation and pure joy for you to return to us and rescue us from ourselves, to rescue us from this broken world we live in, to be in heaven with you for all eternity. We can only get a glimpse of the actual joy that the people that were written about in the scriptures must have felt when you finally arrived in the flesh. That joy is something that we will continue to wait for as we live here on earth to do your will and participate with you to bring the same hope and joy to the rest of the world. 
we pray that you continue to send the Holy Spirit to help us to continue on this mission with, with courage. And we pray all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. <laughs>